Thank you for listening to the Power Shift Mindset. We'll be discussing techniques, concepts, and strategies to help you achieve the success and happiness you're looking for. Coach Jay from the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. As we cover topics on the podcast that cover all aspects of health, I wanted to tell you more about my personal coaching page, BeMotivation.com. With over 20 years of coaching, I'm proud to now offer personal training. This includes personalized workout programs with video call check-ins weekly. And if you're in Central Connecticut, I can travel to you for one-on-one training. As an ISSA certified personal trainer who absolutely loves coaching, I'll help you achieve your physical health goals. Please check out BeamMotivation.com. Hey guys, it's Coach Jay, and I'm here once again with Shruti Sadana. And today we're talking about boundaries uh, in all different forms, boundaries of respecting other people's limits in private space, as well as setting your own boundaries and how you allow people to treat you. And Trudy, what's your take on boundaries? I feel like I have so much to say on boundaries, but I will say that I think that boundaries can be super healthy for you and whoever else is involved. If you do it from a place of being honest with yourself and just recognizing your own value. So I'll start with that. How about you? How do you define boundaries? What is it for you? Well, let's start with that type of boundary and um, setting the boundary for how you feel about yourself and the value you have and how you allow people to speak to you, at you, down to you, however you want to look at it. And I, I know I've, as I've grown, I mean, we've always heard that that phrase of, and I wish I knew then what I know now. And I don't think it's so much knowing then what you know now, but understanding then what you understand now and how you let people talk to you. And there's many times where you might be a little younger and someone speaks to you. And I mean, you're always told respect your elders. So you don't speak back, but then as the years go by and they speak down to you and speak down to you and speak down to you and 10 years in all of a sudden you're saying, Oh, wait a minute. I, there's more value to me than that. And that's not how you approach me. And, and you have to stand up for yourself and set that boundary on how people address you, how people speak to you. Um, I mentioned in, in a work environment and you speak with a respectful professional manner. And regardless of whether you're the top guy in the totem pole or the bottom guy, everyone should be spoken to with respect and treated with dignity. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. I do think that, you know, you had mentioned, uh, I wish I knew what I know now back then. And I, I honestly feel like I'm in a place in my life where I've learned a lot about myself. So I, in that moment, maybe years ago, where I wish I'd made a boundary, I wouldn't have learned about making a boundary if I had never experienced that. And I think that we have to go through our, our learnings and getting to know ourselves 
And each lesson that we've gone through where we felt disrespected is valuable because it's teaching you about yourself, first of all. Because if I put up this quote on my Instagram yesterday, I'm sure you saw it. It says, your higher self, wait, let me pull it up because I can't remember it 100%. So I'm going to say this because it makes a lot of sense about what we're talking about. So all of your relationships in life are a reflection of your relationship with your higher self. So if you feel that you're attracting people that are disrespecting you in your waking life, in your physical life, maybe it's something that you need to get in touch with yourself because it, all, it always comes back to you. It's like, why am I allowing this? That's the question you should be at, why am I along this? How do I feel about myself that I would let someone treat me that way? Because it's subconsciously, there's something that you feel maybe you're not good enough or worthy, worthy enough of that respect. I know it goes a little bit deeper, but I'll, I'll start there, you know? So give me your take on it more. You had mentioned how having people treat you a certain way and had you not taken those, we'll say verbal beatings, you wouldn't have learned about yourself going in. And I mean, I, I personally never took karate, but you hear that one of the first things they teach you in karate is how to fall. So this way, when you fall, the, you don't put your arm out and break your arm or, or break something else. So you fall gracefully, you fall controlled. So same type of thing. Sometimes we do need to and not let people, but learn from having people speak to you or treat you poorly so you can then understand, wait a minute, this is, I have more value. And I mean, I have a note on my toolbox at work that says your value doesn't decrease because other people don't recognize it. And that's exactly. Well, that's because they see like a mirror of themselves of something that they don't want to see. Was there ever a time in your life? I mean, I'm sure there was, but that you can think of right now where you had to make a boundary and you felt good about it. You're like, this feels good. This feels right for me. And I know I did the right thing for myself. I've definitely, and we talked about this, our circles and how our circles change. So in some of those cases where you let components of your circle go, whether you, whether you change and, and move on from those people or they, they attempt to leave the circle and instead of holding them back, you let them go. I mean, that's a case of, and working your boundaries and, and what fits at that moment. If that person was and abusing the friendship or misusing it or whatever the case may be. I mean, there's definitely times where I've and made some changes where again, either I made the change and, and moved on in a different direction, or I just allowed someone else to move out and didn't fight to hold on because things have changed and I've grown and, and rec- recognize that. I deserve more respect in, in a connection than what I might've been getting out of it. Absolutely. And that's, that's so important. And, you know, our circles change all the time and that has to do with our own growth too. I personally, I don't love confrontation. I will do it. Like I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to confront somebody, but I prefer 
not to if I don't have to. So if, if, if my energy requires it and I feel like the person is someone that I want in my life, I want to make this work, then sure, I'm going to be like, hey, you know what, Let's ha- I'd love to have a conversation with you and then open it up from there and then go from there and be like, this is how I feel. And I would appreciate if you could respect me in this way. Or, and this is something I really don't like doing because I'm really big on communication. Silence is also a boundary. And I will do that because I'm like, if I feel like my energy is being drained or I'm putting too much energy, setting a boundary with silence is sometimes the way to get a message across. Because silence is also saying something. How do you feel about that? What do you think about silence as a boundary? I've I've said that too, that I I shared a post a while back that no answer is a very loud answer. And we talked about that in the communication thing where if someone doesn't reply to that text message or return that phone call, no reply is a reply. Uh, I, I, that's how I feel. I know some people say, Oh no, you're not obligated to reply. That's right. You're not obligated to respond to every message, every comment, every now with no, but I mean, like if disrespecting you and you've tried to talk to them, let's say you've tried to set the boundary of you want to be respected and that's not getting through to them. And then you use silence as a boundary. Would you agree with something like that? Would you agree to use silence as a boundary at some point when you've exhausted all other options? I mean, I've, I've used it where to protect myself, I've moved back. And I mean, kind of going back where at some point my door is always open, but you need to knock. So if I've tried and I've tried and I've tried and you're not hearing what I have to say or not understanding it and you just keep fighting, I will not necessarily use silence, but wait for you to make that effort. Yeah. I think that's, that's what I mean more is, is that. And I think that's perfectly acceptable. Cause I mean, just from knowing you, like I know that you wouldn't just stop talking to someone or like try to communicate with them. I know that you would do everything in your effort and power to make that friendship or relationship work in your life. And after like, you've tried so many times, you're like, I'm done. You come to me. I'm not going to be reaching out to you or trying to communicate. Totally, totally get that. That's, that's a very, you're very genuine. And I mean, some people will manipulate with the silence as a boundary, but I think that, you know, boundaries are, I don't know. I think they're really, they're important if they're coming from a genuine place where you're not playing games. Like, oh, I want to set this boundary because I want to feel like I'm in power in the in the egotistical sense. If you're coming from an empowered place, though, like, you know what, I know my value. I know I deserve to be treated better. And why am I allowing this? And when you break it down for yourself, that's that's so good. That's good. It's an awareness for yourself, even in whether it's personal relationships, professional, professionally, it can be a little bit uh, challenging because you're like, oh, maybe it's your boss. Maybe it's someone that is higher up than you. And you're, you know, 
you're conflicted because you're like, okay, this person is treating me this way. Like, I know I hear stories all the time, you know, like the whole Harvey Weinstein thing. Like, what do you do in that situation when someone is higher up than you in a position at your job or in your career? How do you approach that situation? How would you approach that situation? I'm going to, I'm going to touch on two things. You meant, you mentioned the, the silent thing and, and how react. Uh, I had someone that reached out to me where it, it was a, a whole family that I was close to. So I, I spoke to multiple members of this family and I had someone reach out to me back in September and they said, Oh, I, I'm ready to do this. And I'll call you at the end of the week. Well, the end of the week came, I sent a text that said, Hey, just so you know, I'm going to be in and out of the house, but I'll be available. Never heard from them. Well, I just got another message from them last week. And after just texting back and forth quick, I said, can you just do me a favor? I said, and they asked, what, what's the favor? I said, please don't tease me. And I miss you. I miss your family. I, I want your family in my, my life. But the last time you contacted me, you said, you'll call me this week. And that was September 18th. And I never heard from you until today. And I understand we all have something going on. Yeah. But you can't just pop in when it's convenient for you and then take off again. So mm-hmm. that's where it's like, yeah. I, I, I call them out on that, that, listen, I, I want you, but don't, don't message me now. And then I don't hear from you again for six months. That's not fair. And that's kind of setting my bounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. As far well, as the I'm other, glad you said something. As far as the other thing with the higher ups um, and, and positions of authority, I mean, I've gotten to the point where I'll protect myself if someone's speaking to me. Um, and I, I don't swear. I just never did. I mean, I have people that tease me about it. Um, so I'm respectful and my father was in the military and he, I remember when I was young, anytime we were with him and we were going into office, he's like, remember, these are my bosses. It's yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, sir. No, sir. So I do the yes, sir. No, sir. Even to people that don't, don't deserve it. Yeah. That's the word I'm looking for. Um, but I'm, I will still speak that way. And I've had bosses yell at me and I'm like, oh, whoa, wait a minute. I'm not swearing at you. I'm not, you know, oh, well, um, I'm sorry. You're so sent. No, it's not a matter of sensitivity. It's a matter of I'm showing you respect. You will speak to me with respect. And I have called out people that are higher up than me. And, and I had someone that left the, my full-time job recently. And I asked, I said, was this anything about like being yelled at about that other thing? Goes, oh, no, no, I'm, that doesn't bother me. I was in the military. I'm used to that. When you sign up for the military, you sign up for that. You know you're getting that. In private sector, in civilian jobs, in a professional environment, I'm sorry, that's not the military. They don't, just because you're, you're conditioned to deal with that, it's, it's not the way people should speak to you. And you should still be spoken to with respect. I mean, it's kind of like if you, if you are some type of EMS, if you are police, fire, and ambulance, hospital, nurses, doctors, you're, you're conditioned and trained on how to deal with death. I mean, you, you see it in your job, in your daily job. If you're, yeah. I mean, working in a store and something like that happens, you're not trained for something like that. So it's, it's out of its element. Well, same thing. If you're, and we, we see, and I, 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 again, I was never in the military, but the more people I talk to, they say they, they, they're treated with so much respect in the military, what we see and, 
in pop culture and in the movies of the drill sergeant going bonkers on people. Yeah, there's a small portion of that in there. But once once they're out of that boot camp, you know, there is a lot of showing respect even in the military. So when you're when your boss is screaming at you, you didn't sign up for them to scream at you. Now, if I do yeah. something wrong, you need to discipline me. Go at it. If you need to reprimand me, go for it. But you will do it in a professional manner. Yeah, I love that. I love how you said that. And it's very, very true that, you know, people in the military or police officers or doctors, they're trained in a way, even in their language too, of how they speak to people. And that's another thing is like with boundaries, I feel like people that you respect or you're like a little scared of the cops or something. It's how they position themselves. So, you know, that quote, people treat you based on the treatment you're willing to accept. It's all about positioning. So if they can position themselves in that way, why can't we like, okay, authority or respect or just another human being just as another human being. I know that they have, again, they're higher on the, uh, I don't know what the word is, but they're higher up in terms of their position. So you know that you have to respect them. So now sometimes I think that whether it's with acting, for example, if I'm doing a role, I'm like, okay, well, how would so-and-so do it? So if I'm thinking in a situation of how I want to be treated, I think of someone else that I look up to or I admire and I'm like, oh, they're so straightforward and confident. How would they do it? Okay, now I'm going to start thinking like that person and then also put it in me. So how they think, I'm going to start to think like that. How they do things, I'm going to start doing How do they do it? How do they think? Why do they do that? I start asking those questions. So when it comes to boundaries, it's the same thing. Okay, well, how does that person, how does that person always get people to respect them? What do they do? That's, that's another way is, again, like I said before, it's positioning, positioning yourself. How do you position yourself? So when you walk into a room, how are you positioning yourself? Uh, you, you mentioned the role and putting yourself into the, that role. Uh, for my psych class, we had a couple different special credit, uh, extra credit projects we could have done. And I did one on the Stanford prison experiment. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-mm. What is that? It's basically when they went, I believe they went to, it was either like spring break or, or the summer break. A, a, a psych professor decided to do this experiment where they took people off the street and you were either a prison guard or you were an inmate. And they actually took the basement of a building on the campus of Stanford and kind of renovated it, pulled everything out and made prison cells. And, wow. made, and on both sides, both the prisoner and the, the wardens got so deep into the role that they had to actually cancel the experiment. I, I want to say it lasted 48 hours where it was supposed to be like seven days, but it, it got so extreme on both sides where people, so got, people got, it, it was actually a very I mean, good movie. Uh, I just looked it up. It's, 
I'm not sure where where you might be able to find it. You can probably find it on, on Netflix or something like that. But it's I the Stanford like story the Stanford from... Prison Experiment, and and the, at least the version I saw, I don't know how many there are. Um, was really you're saying good. it's a movie. I feel it, like it's... It, it's a real. There is the real experiment, and then they did a movie. Like a fictional experiment. movie based yeah. on it. It's like a based on a true. Yeah, story. but it but it followed it pretty close and. Uh, but same type of thing, getting into those roles and how, how you're treated. And I mean, one guy who was the warden based it, based his character or who he was playing based off a, a popular and police show from the seventies or, or something like that. I, and, and so he took that character and like overdid it and, and the way he treated people. And then some of the, the people who were acting as the prisoners decided, well, you know what, in this prison movie, they did this. So let's fight back this way. And I mean, it's the way you talk to people. If someone comes at you aggressive, I mean, like we said, there's as much as you need to listen and understand so you can reply. All of us are going to have that fight or flight. It's in us. So if someone comes yeah, at, like snaps at you, you're going to react at times. Um, absolutely but, but again it's a lot I, you're I, saying that you wouldn't of course we are like right. if someone's like attacking us the natural instinct is like you fight back someone comes at you and yeah we're not always going to be able to take a breath in that moment even though that's what we want to be doing is like i just want to take a breath i want to step back but like you said flight or fight <laughs> that's just na- that's a natural thing can't beat yourself up every time um as long as you're not you know being so abusive with your word that's i mean i I think some people do take their authority position and sometimes they give it a little too much energy and whether that be i mean someone who's and i I don't want to do the good cop bad cop thing but you might get that rookie cop yeah. that's just that's it i got the badge now you got to listen to me or you get the guy that owns the the business that you work for so they figure i sign your check i can speak to you any way i want and mm-hmm. that's that's not the case you still speak to someone with respect you re, you speak to them and if someone's speaking to you in a disrespectful way you need to set your boundary and you're the only person that can determine your value and that yes. does that that's not just based on how many dollars are going into your paycheck each week. That go, is also based on how people talk to you, how they respect you. I mean, there, there is more than, than the dollar. I mean, sometimes ah, I'm getting paid. Well, I, I can deal with it because he pays me well. No, you know what? Take $2 out of my check and talk to me with respect. That's, that's personally how I, I feel about it. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's, that that holds a lot of value to me. I mean, I have a couple, mm-hmm. couple people that I've worked for over the years. I mean, I'll, I, I remember my first manager I and mean, Doug best. I worked for him at Chuck E. Cheese when I was in high school and he was the, we talk about the difference between a, a boss and a leader on a busy Saturday where we're trying to get, I mean, 18 pizzas through an oven in a five minute window He'd be out there, he'd take his tie, he'd tuck it into his shirt, and he'd make the pizzas with us. As soon as it was clear, he'd go back into the office and just sit there and do his thing. But when he saw we were busy, he was right there with us. That's a sign of respect. And unfortunately, whenever you watch the undercover boss TV shows and stuff like that, 
it's always the feel good Cinderella story where the boss realizes his employees are great and he doesn't treat them well enough. And they all get free trips to Europe and a hundred thousand dollars to pay for school and a new car and this and that. And unfortunately the real world doesn't work like that, but it's, you set the value for who you are. And, And that's not just based on how much you get paid. It's also based on how you're treated. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it, but I think it comes back to ourselves again of how we feel about ourselves. I know for me, before I started hosting and interviewing celebrities or doing photo shoots, I would get nervous in a way where I was like, oh my gosh, like, I hope I can impress them. Like, I hope they like me. And, And then after I started doing all the NLP work and the mindset work, I was like, wait a second why do I feel that way that someone's better than me just because they're famous or they make more money or whatever reason. And then I started to think about, well, why don't I just treat them like another human being? Why don't I treat them just like I would talk to one of my friends or talk to another person? I'm going to start doing that because I don't feel that anyone's above me and I don't feel that anyone's below me. I feel like I can always learn from someone. I always am up for them. Like, okay, well, I can learn from that person. I want to know what they did so I can do that too. I want to mentor someone. Maybe somebody is looking for, is starting out as an actor and they're looking for some advice and they come to me because they know I've been through that. It doesn't mean I'm better than them. It's just, oh, this person has experienced this and I'm going to talk to them like another human being, but I could learn something from them. So I started to shift my mindset in that way, where I was like, no one's better than me. No one's below me. I were all just human. We're all souls. <laughs> we all have hands and feet and eyes. We might look different. We might make more money. We might live in different places might have a higher position, but at the end of the day, that's not what matters. It's about just how you feel about yourself. I I know I've told this story a bunch of times. I don't know if I used it on the podcast before, Um, but as far as who's better, who's more value, like you mentioned a celebrity and you're interviewing a celebrity and you're thinking, wow, they're so much better than me. Or why would they be talking to me or this and that? And there was a story I heard years ago that I like to use a lot. And it was, there was a woman that was treated like a princess and everyone knew what she was doing and followed her, her life. Um, This was before social media, but still with newspapers and news, knew everything. She lived like a princess, had all the money she needed, but she wasn't really the happiest person out there. And then there was another woman who lived in poverty, really had nothing people knew who she was and and still kind of followed her probably not as much as the other one. And they act, and she was probably the happiest person in the world. And they actually died about a week apart from each other. The first one is princess Diana. The second one is mother Teresa. And, and that one's always, it's a, it's a story I'll, I'll never forget that um, it was actually at a, a youth retreat uh, that I went to. Uh, years ago. Actually, it was in the year 2000. Um, It was a big international retreat we went to and one of the, they had the Franciscan friars there 
doing that. And one of them told that story and it just kind of hit me that just because you have everything, it doesn't make you better than anyone. I mean, if you took and you sat princess Diana and mother Teresa down with each other, mother Teresa, who pretty much lived in poverty was probably the happiest person where, I mean, yeah, I mean, princess Diana was a celebrity, but do you want to be chased by the paparazzi, which I mean, the story is that's what killed her in the end. And was it worth it to have your life watched every minute to be followed all the time to be. And I mean, there's a lot of people that will have that, that power through being a celebrity, whether you're an athlete or a musician or actor um, that sometimes they just want to be, I mean, everyday Joe and uh, a good friend of mine, he, he just showed me a picture he was at a Christmas tree farm and he's looking around and there's a big guy and he commented on his whaler's hat and he looks at him and it was Rob Gronkowski who played for the Patriots. And he's like, Oh, Rob, he's like, no, I won't tell anyone. I'll let you just cause he was visiting family. He doesn't want people knowing that it's him and having everyone rush. He wants to get his yeah. Christmas tree with his family and just enjoy it. And then uh, he walks away and his wife says, who is that? Ah, that's my buddy, Rob. He's like, Rob, who? Ah, Rob Gronkowski. Really? And then his wife blows the cover and he's like, come on, oh my his cover. but it's just, he just wants to be there. Um, the archery shop that we go to and uh, we shoot at, and there's a five-time Olympian that works there. And if you walked in that shop and you talked to him, you would never know that he was an Olympian. And you'd never know that he has an Olympic gold and an Olympic bronze because he's probably the most humble person to walk the planet. And I mean, he doesn't, I mean, you can sit there and once you know him and tell stories and ask him questions and he'll sit and talk with you. But for the average guy walking in, that's getting his hunting bow tuned up or his target bow or and buying some arrows. You'd never know because he's not the, the cocky type of guy that walks around where I know other people that, I mean, boast about any little award that they've won every single time and, and try to ride that wave for years and, and having people treat you for who you are and not necessarily your status. So I'm going to treat my boss with the same respect as I treat I mean, the new guy that's taken out the garbage. And I have that you give, Absolutely. give the CEO and the janitor the same respect. And whether you are the CEO or the janitor, you get the same respect. Yes. Yes. And that, that's how I have always felt too, when it comes to that is the job is just a position. I remember my friend, she works at a dental office and she was telling me this story about how this woman called her office and she was like screaming at her for some, I don't remember exactly what it was that happened maybe there was a miscommunication in terms of like an appointment or something. And she started screaming at her. And then my friend goes, ma'am, look, I know I work here, but that's just my job. Please speak to me like a human being. If you want me to speak to you like a human being. And then she, because she got quiet or she changed her tone and that shifted the conversation and I think we just have to remember that sometimes, especially in positions of, you know, power, someone, if you work somewhere or at a call center, just because you call someone, like, I know we get annoyed when we're waiting on the phone, whether we're calling the bank or, you know, the 800 number, 
just remember that person behind that phone line is just another human being like you and they are just at their job. So if you are screaming at them, getting impatient with them, we've all done it. What is that gonna do, first of all? Second of all, you look like an asshole. <laughs> Hate to say it, but you do. And then what does that actually do? So if we just speak to people how we wanna be spoken to or treat people how we wanna be treated, I really feel that, and also again, with a higher self thing, which I definitely agree with that quote is, I think that people in our life are a reflection of the relationship we have with our higher self that goes beyond the physical body, the, this physical plane. It's like who we are on a deeper level, what we're supposed to learn about ourselves. So if someone comes at you and where you have to set a boundary, be thankful for it in a way because it's teaching you something about yourself. And that's not, I mean, it sounds silly. Like, uh, please. In that moment, you're annoyed and you're pissed. You're like, this person is doing this. But I've learned, at least throughout my own lessons, anytime I've been in that situation, looking back at it, or now in the moment, I'm like, okay, what am I supposed to learn? as best as I can get or frustrated as I can get, I'm like, okay, what am I learning about myself? What is this trigger teaching me that I need to acknowledge? So let's say I feel like I'm being used, for example. Why am I allowing that behavior subconsciously? Why do I feel that that's acceptable? What makes me feel that way? So it goes back to, you have to come back to yourself and bring that awareness into you because anybody in your life, in your external world is a mirror of you, of your spirit, of your essence. They are a mirror. Just like we talked about in another podcast where I said, you know, somebody could be forgetful. We talked about that. Okay. This is annoying. All right. I need to acknowledge this in myself. It all comes back. The point is that it all comes back to you. So be thankful. I mean, it's teaching you something about yourself. You're going to become stronger, making boundaries, learning about yourself. You are going to become a stronger person. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And like I said, it, it's taken me time to, to set some up with, with some people. And I, I mentioned like when, when you're younger, you tend to, you, you were always taught manners and respect your elders. And then as you get older, you're like, Oh, wait a minute. There's a difference between respecting your elders and being disrespected by your elders. I mean, sometimes you have to, yeah, um, you have to call people out when, when they talk to you in a certain way or, and it's like, well, hold, hold on. You got to listen to what you're saying too. And you have to realize that you speak to me with respect and, and watch how, how you use the tone. And like I said, I, I don't judge people based on I mean, how they talk and loosely, like I said, I, I personally don't swear. And for those that, that do, oh, you're a you good know, one. I do when, all the time <laughs> when, 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 you, when you're, when you're frustrated and, and this and that, but there's still time to be respectful. Uh, you mentioned, oh, you mean curse at other people. Yeah. You're, no, okay. yeah. You just, no, it, do if you're, if you're the type of person you're frustrated and, and you, you, your, your cable's not working and you're swearing up and down at the table 
TV and, and throwing the remote and this and that. But then when you call up Comcast or Xfinity or whoever your cable company is, and you have that person in the call center, and I think we've all done it where, hey, sorry, if my tone of voice gets aggr- aggressive, it's not you. I'm just frustrated with the situation. I mean, I think we've all put that disclaimer out there that I'm not yelling at you. And usually, okay. seriously, that, okay. that's actually um, a smart <laughs> thing to say to someone actually yeah. if you are in that position where you like kind of go off and you lose control a little bit is oh, i've done like, it many oh, times not you hmm? yeah no i've done that many times if i know i'm frustrated about something and you just have that person in the cubicle on the other side at all their job is to take your complaint and it's like listen i'm not upset with you i'm just oh no no it's okay and usually yeah. they'll they'll as soon as you say that they know it's okay and again it's kind of like it comes with the territory they're used to it um but it's you want to treat people with the same respect that you're treated i mean it's you've had people definitely i mean i i know a lot of people that will will speak down to others but then they expect you to be respectful back to them and it's got to go both ways and it can't just be you got to practice what you preach yeah absolutely i i love when i actually call i forgot where it was i called somebody i was having trouble ordering something online and i remember this woman was so sweet she's like hi she's like how are you like talking to me as if i was one of her friends and we just got into this conversation and i felt so good after i got off the phone with her i was like if we just did this more if we are kind to each other when you're walking down the street i know we're wearing masks but if you can smile at someone like think think about those little things that can make such a difference in just you behaving and being kind to someone like it could save us so much so much um i don't know the negative emotions of how we feel sometimes. But again, I know we're supposed to learn, but I always think that kindness, when we're kind to each other, you're, you're never wrong. Oh, yeah, I, I've definitely had conversations with, with people where uh, recently, like when I did my, my personal trainer certificate, when I called the company up, I was on the phone with the guy for probably half an hour, 45 minutes, which is questioning, telling stories and giving my backstory on coaching the high school. And, and, and like you said, it felt like you were just buddies there and talking, um, the guy that I would order, uh, tooling from in my job, uh, he referees high school basketball and I referee high school soccer. So we would talk about that and how's your season going and this and that. It just, you get that connection. You speak to each other with respect. Um, even if you're, even if you have that job, that's boring and you're miserable there. If you have to interact with other people, if you make it a little more enjoyable for them, trust me, it's going to be more enjoyable for you. I mean, I've, I've had people, and you, there's how many times have you gone to, I mean, a Walmart or the grocery store or whatever. And, and the cashier is just a little too bubbly for their job, but that's why they get through their day because they're in a good mood because they're treating people with that smile. I mean, not that we can see it with the mask these days, but yeah, you can it, see in the eyes a little bit, your eyes like crease up. <laughs> I, um, what was I going to say? I was going to say that I, I, and I don't know if this is, I'm sure this is something I need to work on because 
I am a very warm person for the most part. So when people, when I meet people that have that cold behavior in the past, at least maybe not now, but I would get offended. I'd be like, why is this person cold? Like, what's their problem? Like, I didn't do anything to them. But then again, I'm like, well, now, now I think about it, looking back at it, I'm like, it's nothing to do with me. That's not, that's nothing. I didn't do anything. So it's not me. It's them. That's their own internal world and their behavior. But I remember that would trigger me a lot when people would act cold, just in general, not for like, for no reason, meaning like that was just their behavior of like, hi, how are you? versus hi, like, how are you? You see the difference in like my tone when I said that? That to me, I just never understood it. But now I look at it, I'm like, okay, well, this has nothing to do with me. But again, I'm like, do I want to surround myself with people like that? Okay, like, what are they teaching me? Like, why was I attracting people like that in my life? Is it because I don't want to accept that part in myself that I can be that way, but I choose not to be? Because... I did, I did attract those people quite a bit in my past. I don't know if you have either, cause you're, you're a very warm person too. Like you're very friendly and open. So I don't know if I could see you doing well with people who are cold. Cause like it doesn't, it's not in harmony with who you are. Yeah. No, I, I prefer people to have a l- little more energy. Uh, I mean, it's the argument I have with, with my own family and not that they're, personality is is blah but and usually sunday mornings we go to the archery club to practice as a family and i prefer to get there a little on the earlier side um and sunday mornings if we happen to be up late watching a movie on a saturday the three of them get up like they're on their last drop of gas and they can barely move and it's like you know it's a choice wake up and start moving with some energy. And that, and that's, I mean, just an isolated, they're tired type of thing. But like you said, you get that person that's moody or grumpy or cranky, and it has nothing to do with who you are. And, yeah. and you have to realize that you didn't put them in that mood. I mean, and they choose to be moody. But they're like that, but they, people like that, or not people the, like that, the but Eeyore. people, I don't know if it's, um, it's that I feel sometimes that certain people are very complacent with where they are. So they, if they have a trait that they should work on, like when you make a boundary, you're like, I feel this way. And I would appreciate if you could just be kinder to me, for example, or just be kind in your language when you speak to me and they get offended by it. It's, it's as if they're, complacent like you know what I'm comfortable with where I am I don't care what you have to say that doesn't matter to me I don't want to educate myself on how you feel or you think I should work on that I'm just gonna stay like this because that's just how I am and then when someone is that way you have to make a choice and be like okay well if I'm gonna stay in the situation whether it's a friend or whoever it is if I'm gonna stay in the situation I know that's what I'm always going to get. Even though I made an effort to set this boundary. Now it's up to me. Am I going to stay in this situation and accept this person's behavior? Or am I going to walk away? That's where it becomes a challenging because you could care about someone, your friend, whether it's a family member, a friend or a significant other, whoever it is, 
that puts you in a position then where you have to ask yourself, am I going to stay in the situation knowing what I'm going to get or am I going to walk away? Like here's a, a quote that I've seen before. Don't confuse my personality and my attitude. My personality is who I am. My attitude depends on who you are. I love that. Yes. Yep. So what would you say in closing that are some key points that you think you need to do to set your boundaries and how people treat you and respect you and, and giving yourself your value? I think one, like I said earlier on, is bring that awareness back to yourself, why you're choosing to accept that behavior and what is it that you need to learn or work on with yourself. And two, be, don't be afraid of losing people if you set a boundary because that just means that that person is not meant to be in your path if they can't respect your boundary, if you're coming from a respectful place. What about you? What would be your closing tip? Yeah, definitely. Like I said, in, in the work area, just being spoken to in a professional manner to me is, is big. Um, like I said, go back years ago, respect your elders. Didn't, didn't defend myself as much as I would now. Um, but definitely put in a value on, on who you are beyond the dollar the, the way you're treated, the respect you're given. Uh, and then the same thing with, with friendships. Um, if you have situations or connections in your life and your personal life that they're not treating you with the respect, either the way they speak to you or the way they interact with you. And you need to set a boundary where they can't come in as far, or if they decide they need to, to back out and let, let them go. I mean, again, you can always come full circle and reconnect and down the road. I mean, I've had friends that you lose touch with for whatever reason, and then you try to build it back up. Um, but don't, don't take any, any beatings that you don't need to. And that's you, you set your value and that includes on how you're treated, how you're spoken to and the respect that you're given. Absolutely. And one last thing, I want to say, don't put yourself on the sale price, like be on the, the rare, like remember that you're like a rare diamond and don't, don't offer people discount. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out both our Facebook and Instagram pages at the power shift mindset. And we'll see you again next week. Hey guys, for those of you that look forward to the quick short back and forths that I do with the recap of last week's show and preview of next week's show, I, I know for some of you that might fit your schedule a little better. Uh, I just apologize for not getting one out this past week. Um, for those of you that did hear the dedication uh, to my friend that passed away, uh, that kind of just threw me off for this week and uh, my schedule. And I do plan on getting back to the uh, short back and forths next week. So. Hope you enjoy this episode and look out for the short back and forth later in the week. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today for the Power Shift Mindset Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to like and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Power Shift Mindset and also visit thepowershiftmindset.com. 
Thanks again for listening to the PowerShift Mindset.